Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome back to That Triathlon Show, the podcast presented by scientifictriathlon.com. I'm your host, Michael, and this episode is Beginner Tip 17, where I'll talk about the comfort zone and the importance of getting out of it. What is the comfort zone? Well, that's when you're doing what you're used to doing in the way that you're used to doing it, at all times, always. This can be the way you train, it can be where you train, in what environment and other conditions, it can be who you train with, what group of people, if uh, if anybody at all, that you train with. And the importance of getting out of the comfort zone, the whole idea of this episode is that just one hour of training way outside of the comfort zone can be worth 100 hours of training within the comfort zone. And, and that is why it's so valuable to, at times, strategically have training or even things outside of training, but triathlon related that you do outside of your comfort zone. And that one hour versus 100 hours that may sound like a figure of speech Uh, it is not actually maybe right now when you're a beginner because even normal training as long as you do it consistently is going to help you improve a lot but when you get a bit more advanced you're going to find that you have to do a ton of training to make very small incremental improvements uh, with if when you train your normal training but then there are those special things that you can do that you can add to your training that can add a whole lot of uh, decrease your race times by a whole lot for the time investment that you put into it so for example let's say that uh, you're not very comfortable descending hills on the bike and you have a hilly race coming up and you can train and train and train on the bike to make just a small improvement in how fit you are on the bike when at later at a later point when you're more advanced. But then you go and do one hour of specific descending training, just descending, 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 getting comfortable, getting technical skills. It's way outside your comfort zone, but that can save you minutes and minutes on a hilly race course that you that you're later going to do that would take you hundreds of hours of training to get that same amount of improvement so that's the idea that's why it's so important to get outside of your comfort zone let's be clear most of your training should be in the comfort zone well within it i hope that you listened to monday's podcast episode 121 with david warden where we talked about 80 20 triathlon and how 80% of your training needs to be at a very easy intensity and in fact what is your comfort zone right now is most likely actually a moderate intensity that is too fast and you and it may hamper your progress so you should slow down so in a way training slower is actually most definitely getting outside of your comfort zone because it put simply, will hurt your ego. And I know because I've been there. Uh, And especially these days with things like Strava and other stupid things. I'm not saying that Strava is stupid, but uh, it can make people act stupid. Uh, These days, it is everything is so social. Everybody needs to know everything about everyone. So it can be really difficult to slow down. So, So that is why that is my first example of getting out of your comfort zone having the courage to train as easy as you should be training listen to episode 121 for those details but just one quick story from my own uh, history in training i remember when i was just running 
I did a lot of easy running because when you run a lot, when you have a big training volume, you need to do a lot of easy running, especially if you're injury prone like me. And there were a lot of times that uh, older and less in shape people were overtaking me on the run. Some of them were huffing and puffing a lot, but uh, there were people that you'd never expect would overtake me ever when you looked at them and you looked at me. And that's, it was so difficult at the beginning. I remember how uncomfortable I was and how my ego just wanted to make me shoot past them with all the speed that I could muster. But that's when I needed to, and you will need to, check your ego at the door and do what's right. And that, in this case, is being uncomfortable by running or training slowly enough, even if you are on Strava. But of course, the comfort zone also applies to the upper part of uh, your training intensity, to the rest, to that 20% of your training, where you can have moderate and especially high-intensity training. Any sort of high-intensity training that you do that is really hard can, can definitely be seen as getting out of your comfort zone. Even if it's something that you do on a, let's say, weekly basis, it's uh, still as comfortable every single week. Uh, so, so that's... That counts as getting out of the comfort zone. When you do it hard enough, it definitely counts. Uh, But uh, you can maybe, sometimes you can push it even a little bit farther and get that much more out of it and getting very, very, very uncomfortable. So so this is uh, things like when you would start to slow down, thinking that, okay, this is the last repeat of my... 10 sets of 100 meters on the swim and I had just 10 meters to go I'll slow down a little bit no don't slow down go all the way push you can do it for just 10 more meters you can do it for just 10 more seconds if you're doing something like track intervals run 10 meters past the finish line line each time to push past what the body believes that it will have to do and then you will ingrain it the habit to always go past the finish line and that is going to be so 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 valuable especially for how you how you react mentally and and how strong your mind your mind and your uh, mindset becomes in training and in racing it's not that you get a massive extra physiological boost you don't it's all in the mind and that's where that little extra pushing becomes so valuable. But then there are other things as well that are not necessarily pushing deeper and going harder in your quality training. I mentioned already, if you're not comfortable descending hills on the bike, then go descend hills. But by the same token, if you're not comfortable swimming in the open water, go and practice a lot in the open water. Of course, don't take stupid risks, have somebody with you, be safe, but go and train in the open water. If you're always avoiding hills, whether it's uphill or downhills, whether it's running or biking, go do hills. Get uncomfortable on those hills. Hills are free speed. If you never train when it rains, when it's very windy, when it's too hot, when it's insert your least favorite weather condition here, then go and seek out those weather conditions and train in them. Yesterday I went and did uh, a bike ride that was, uh, I think it was something like 18 meters per second uh, winds and in the gusts it was much much stronger and I did right by the seafront here 
uh, and there was a, lot, was a lot of traffic. That was I got out of my comfort zone. I have to say because in some places I was really almost being blown off the bike and having to really focus and stay stable on the bike to not be blown off it. And because if I would have been blown off it, a car would have probably hit me. So uh, so that was wasn't very comfortable. But it was so useful training. It uh, taught me that I can handle those hill those winds. Sorry. And uh, another example is uh, if you always train by yourself, maybe because you're nervous about what other people think about you. Well, first, I've said this before, and I'll say it again, stop worrying because nobody really cares about how well you swim, bike, and run or how good you look in your bathing suit. They're too busy worrying about what other people think about them for those same reasons. So, and the second thing is, uh, after you stop worrying, go and train in those groups. Even if it's not a thing about like being worried, you will maybe be pushed if you go and join a swim squad or a tri club and uh, getting out of your comfort zone that way more than you would if you're just training on your own. If you go and join some group rides, maybe you've never ridden in a pack before, and that will definitely be a scary experience at first. And that is why it's so useful. You will learn so so much in just a few group rides that uh, it would take you a long, long, long time of bike training to learn the same amount. And you wouldn't learn the same things, but to get the the corresponding amount of learning, so to say, learning in general, you would have to do a ton of training of your normal training compared to doing these things, to joining groups, whether it's a swim squad, a tri club to do track sessions, etc., or group rides. And go and do races you're not ready for. Uh, and by that I mean don't always taper and try to have the perfect race. Go and race when you're in a heavy week of training and you feel you're not in form at all. That's another thing. There are a ton of other examples. Uh, I think these are some of the most important, and I'm sure I've forgotten a couple that are important as well. So email me those if you have other ideas. And of course, if you have ideas for future beginner tips, you can send me your uh, suggestions to michael at scientifictriathlon.com, and that's Michael with a K. And if you don't mind, I want to take a quick minute to make a bit of a plug here for uh, my coaching services. You can find out all the details about that on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash coaching. But I want to give you an example of some improvements that one of my athletes that came to me as a beginner, not quite a complete beginner because uh, they had done one or two races, but very, very green uh, in triathlon still. And uh, since uh, about half a year or so ago when they started, these are the improvements that uh, we've seen. On the swim, their threshold pace went from around about 230 to 150 per 100 meter. So that's a 40 second per 100 meter improvement. If you convert that to what it would be in an Olympic triathlon, I'm just going to do the math here quickly because I didn't do it in advance. That's 10 minutes uh, on an Olympic triathlon swim right away. On the bike, their FTP went from 160 watts to 240 watts. If you don't use power, that's just fine. But uh, I think that's a 50% improvement. So, So that's a heck of a lot. And on the run, their 20-minute time went from... So the best 20-minute minute time pace that they've 
the best phase that they've held in a 20 minute uh, minute run or 20 minute time trial has gone from 6.15 or so per kilometer to 5 minutes per kilometer. Or for those of you who are more used to using miles, that's from 10 minutes per mile to 8 minutes per mile. So these aren't improvements that you can you can get by buying a new bike, a new watch, a new gadget, by chasing Strava segments or other things that I see time and time again hold athletes back from improving anywhere near as much as they could if they had the right training and uh, the right support, the right the right advice from, from people who, who know and try to tailor everything to this individual athlete because that's important. You can go and read all the articles, listen to all the podcasts, but you need to do training individualized for you if you are going to get the most out of your training. So, of course, this athlete has been putting in a serious effort and been very committed to to their program, uh, but it is the kind of smart, structured program totally adapted to this individual, to their abilities and their fitness, lim- fitness limiters and their life outside of triathlon as well. So if you're interested in these kinds of improvements and you want to see, hopefully see those for yourself, uh, find out more on scientifictriathlon.com forward slash coaching or just send me an email to michael at scientifictriathlon.com to learn more. Thank you, as always, for listening. Keep training smart and keep loving triathlon.